to the WrestleMania preview edition of the Turn Local Post. I am Johnny Podcast, joined as always by Jesse the Body. Jesse, welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. Uh, we got a pretty big show today. We're going to be previewing uh, Stand and Deliver, which takes place on Saturday afternoon, and then WrestleMania is two nights again this year, uh, happening on Saturday and Sunday, and then we have uh, some AEW news to talk about as well. So uh, yeah. Pretty big show for all, all of our listeners out there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, right before we even get started, uh, you know, uh, I don't have the card up yet, but um, they uh, it was announced on ESPN this week that uh, it's game over for Triple H, which we kind of uh, alluded to and um, we kind of speculated on, on this show last week, and now it's official. Uh, his career has come to an end. Um, obviously, you know, we'll do a, we'll do a special podcast about him at some point. Um, but, uh, what, what are your main thought, main takeaways, uh, as we, as it sits right now? Well, I mean, I'm hoping that now that he's not, I mean, I understand why he did. He had a, you know, he had a health scare with his heart. Mm-hmm. Um, he's accomplished pretty much everything there is to accomplish. He really has nothing else left to prove in the wrestling business. Uh, I see him being a, you know, a WWE lifer, obviously, and hopefully moving into some form of management. But with the way things went with NXT, I don't know if that's going to be in the immediate future. Just to say that I'll, I mean, I'll miss him. I was frustrated with some of his run in the early 2000s, but I think that was the point. <laughs> he was a heel, yeah. and he and he lived that to to the hill. He knew he pissed people off, and the more that they got mad about it, the more he did. So he's kind of like MJF in that regard, where he was. He was a true heel in the business for that early part of his career. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I think I think part of it was like they really wanted to uh, to um, push the uh, the fact that you know people hated him and stuff, and like they really wanted to make people just absolutely sick of him, and and it worked, and it and it stuck with a lot of people for a long time. Um. So, but yeah. I, you know, I, I think there's not been many guys that I would put above above Hunter and, and as far as, like, a pecking order. Um, you know, just, just what he's accomplished and what, what he's meant to the business. And, uh, you know, there, it, it obviously could have been better. Um, you know, I think WrestleMania 18, you know, and WrestleMania 25, he, he helped use his influence to get himself at the main up there or the top of the card, and it worked against him. Um, you know, on both of those, on both of those shows, there was no way he was going to top, you know, Hogan rock or, or, uh, uh, or HBK and undertaker. And, you know, I think that well, reflecting part- on that too. Also though, he looks back at that. Cause I've seen a couple of interviews with him where he said that yeah. looking back, he, he wished he had not made that decision that, and that they should have had mine. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, hindsight is 2020 always, um, and, you know, like you said, at that time, this is, you know, it's his time to make money. I understand why he was there. Um, you know, the really egregious one for me is WrestleMania 32. Uh, that was the match no one asked for Oh with, God. Him, with him and Roman Reigns. It was the last time they were in Dallas. So um, it's not hard. I don't to... think I've ever seen that WrestleMania. Really? Yeah, I don't think I ever watched it. I watched it, but it took me like five days to get through. Um, just because it was just so badly put. I mean, everything was heels going over. Uh, AJ lost to, to Chris Jericho in his WrestleMania debut. 
Um, you know, it was it was a bad show overall. And then, you know, people were just like leaving as as Triple H and Roman Reigns took to the stage. But um, one final thought on Triple H, and it's uh, it's just a, you know, the the seriousness of what he was going through. Um, he had some kind of uh, uh, pneumonia, I think, and it basically caused too much stress on his heart. And he was coughing up blood when he finally went to the hospital. Um, if he had waited much longer, we'd probably be doing a Triple H Memorial episode uh, today, as you know, instead of <clears throat> instead of doing this preview of shows that we're looking forward to. Um, they said his oxygen level was down to like a twenty-five by the time he actually um, got in to get surgery to get whatever he had to get done to get his heart pumping again. Uh, just a scary situation all around, and uh, I'm, I'm glad that he's come through it. And he was there on hand uh, to unveil Undertaker's statue yesterday at um, at the uh, WrestleMania Access, and um, obviously, I'm sure he'll be at the Hall of Fame tonight and all that good stuff. And, so, and piggybacking off that, I gotta say, even I wasn't sure, you know, that when the when the pandemic started a few years ago, if they'd ever go back to that again. But it looks like they are starting to incorporate that and we might get a full-fledged access next year i think it's just a great way for fans to see all the great memorabilia and interact with some of the with some of the talent yeah absolutely um you know i i know uh smackdown is tonight it's it typically is kind of a blow-off show um especially with the hall of fame being tonight uh i think they're going to be using smackdown tonight as a as a springboard to get people to watch it on peacock um in my in my estimation and my feeling is like you're packing excuse me, stand and deliver and night one on the same day, why not have stand and deliver get a prime time slot? And I and the only thing I could think is maybe, you know, Fox isn't for that, but it would have been a really great opportunity to have a show that people would actually want to watch and it would have gave them, you know, uh a lot of amplified, uh, it would have amplified their signal a lot, basically, is in, in my estimation. I don't know how you feel about that. Just kind of a random thought that I had. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're all, we're all looking forward to Mania. And, uh, well, also some other news, AEW, I don't know if you want to talk about. Seems like they had a new, uh, another new signee on yes. Wednesday night. Tony yep. Storm is now all elite. She made her debut. I See, and this, this is the point now where I'm starting to think, is AEW starting to realize they're getting in it? Because now they're, they're starting to do the budget cuts. They're yeah. basically not re-signing any talent whose contracts have expired. Yep. Uh, like Joey Janela, I know, is gone. Um, there's another name I can't think of. Marco Stunt. Uh, yeah, Marco Stunt. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, yeah, I, we can we can sit here and I can, like, act like, you know, it's so, uh, you know, humanitarian of them to not cut people. But really, in honesty, they're just doing it under different guys. Um, you know, they're letting them finish out their contest. But at the same time, like you said, you know, they're they're cutting people. I mean, and, and, and really had to happen at some point because you only have X number of TV hours. I mean, we talk about this all the time. And you bring in, you know, you bring in Dan Housen, you bring in Tony Storm, you bring in all of the uh, Undisputed Era, um, you know, you bring in, you know, and it's it's hard to turn these guys down because there's a lot of talent there that if you don't scoop them up, they're going to go somewhere else. 
Um, and, and really with Tony, I'm glad to see her there. Um, I think it'll really bolster the women's division to have somebody that can really go. Um, because I, I am actually a couple weeks behind. I just watched the cage match between Brett Baker and Thunder Rosa. And I'm not trying to get off topic, but they couldn't have moved slower if, I mean, it was like they were in slow motion. Uh, you know, I, I like both of those women a lot, but it was like a plotting big man match. Uh, there was just no, their timing was off. It was just, it was not entertaining at all. I was like, please move faster. Like, I'm, I'm just watching it, begging them to move faster. And it was just like, everything was just, oh, here's a suplex. Okay, we're done with the suplex now. Now we're going to tie up again. And it was like. And this goes into like, I think Britt Baker was, and I'm not trying to say anything bad about her, but I think she still needs more seasoning. I think she yeah. was protected a lot. I think the hype of her becoming the face of the company, I think fans looked past a lot of what yeah. she was very green in. Yeah. And now I think they're starting to see that, which is not saying she can't improve because she's she's a great she's a great wrestler, but she's not at that superstar level era that everybody thought she would. No, I think I think I, I kind of rate wrestlers in my mind based on you know there's there's different categories that they're successful or that they're that they sh- that they have strengths in, and you know well she she's a you know ten out of ten on working on the mic she's probably like a six or a five in the ring. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe five is a little too low, but um, you know, it's just not like once she's exposed and once she's in that one-on-one setting, it has to be a hardcore match or something for her to really catch on with the fans. And um, you know, it's, it's disappointing because it's someone that I really like. Um, but I, uh, you know, I think, I think the more time and the more talent that you invest in that division, I think it's going to for people like Rick Baker long term. Um, it gives you people that have that seasoning, that have that, you know, that experience, that have that, have worked that WWE style, that know, you know, how to put on a good match, you know, in a short sp- uh, span of time. And you know, I think, like I said, any, anything that they can do to add to that division, I'd love to see uh, the former Ember Moon Athena. I'd love to see her come in for a little bit. Um, you know, they just need a lot of fresh faces. It's been a lot of the same and, you know, fresh faces are going to help bolster that division that has been, you know, relegated to nothing. Um, you know, Thunder Rose's first promo was interrupted by Nyla Rose beating her down. Um, and you know, and they haven't treated her very well as a champion so far. They've got a lot of work to do, you know, with, with the women's division and, you know, um, I think that's been the case since day one, and it still continues to be the case because it's not a priority. Well, uh, and, and, and just like with Ruby Soho, she came in yeah, out, out of the gate. You know, they paid for the rights to that song to bring her, and now she's stuck on the YouTube shows, which nobody watches. Yeah. They, they, they really need to – it's like they, they brought her in to get that big, you know, pop, and then it's like, okay, and I don't, I'm hoping that doesn't happen with Tony Storm. I'm hoping that they – continue you know they bring ruby back up and like you said they just really need to continue to focus on that women's yeah. division because yeah it's not a good division right now <laughs> no it's not i think i think the owen hart memorial tournament will be a good way for them to uh really showcase the division and really showcase the, the depth of talent that they have um and especially you know if they're going to start bringing people in um i know they have a jamie hater and um uh, oh, uh, Sky Blue match uh, tonight on Rampage. That should be good. Sky Blue is a really good underrated talent. Reminds me a lot of um, 
uh, Cora Jade, uh, you know, same type of character, same type of style. Um, and uh, really can go for, for uh, you know, an independent worker. So I'm excited to see that, you know, it's, it's, it's going to give all of them an opportunity to showcase what they, what their abilities are. And uh, I think, you know, it's a great way to honor Owen and um, it's a great opportunity for them to really, you know, use this women's division properly. Um, and, you know, like I said, it's, they've got a long way to go. And I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an AEW fan, but I'm not an AEW fanboy. Like I can see where their, where their biggest gaps are. And yeah, same, same with me. I like, yeah, I'm yeah. a WWE fan, but I'm not a fanboy because I yeah. know that there are things that they, yeah. they need to work on. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, and, and I'm sure, you know, there's things we're going to come across talking about WrestleMania that were like, man, I wish this was different. I yeah. wish, I wish they didn't X instead of Y. Like you can be a fan, but you don't have to be a fanatic. You don't have to be a fanboy. You can just be a fan and understand that. Yes, it's not perfect. Um, you know, nothing is perfect. And even if we go back and look at the Attitude Era or the Ruthless Aggression Era or any of those things, they weren't perfect. There was lots of opportunity where if they'd done this just a little bit differently, they could have been even more successful. And I mean, and that's kind of what I don't want to say that's the basis of our show, because, you know, we're, we're pretty positive people and we don't really like to dwell on, you know, the, the, the downside of the industry like most podcasts do. Um, but it doesn't mean it's not there. Um, so, right. I mean, we criticize because we want the product to be better. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. That's our whole point of, and I think some of these podcasts they just want to go and, and rip them down for everything and not celebrate the good. Yeah. That, you know, a lot of these companies do. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, without further ado, obviously tonight, uh, like I said, SmackDown is on its normal time, um, and then the Hall of Fame will be on afterwards. With Peacock uh, tomorrow. Uh, NXT stand and deliver will will kick off the the WWE portion of the weekend. Um, I know there's a Ring of Honor Supercard tonight. Um, also, uh, I think I think it's either tonight or tomorrow night. I have to look, but um, but the night will kick off proper with uh, or the day will kick off proper with the stand and deliver. Um, based this is going based on the Wikipedia uh, breakdown of when when these matches are going to occur in the card. Uh, it will open with Toxic Attraction defending their tag team championships against Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, who have just now um, reformed their tag team. Uh, I don't see Raquel and Dakota winning. I see Toxic Attraction continuing their run. Um, what What do you think about, about this tag team title match? Well, before I start talk about that, I want to piggyback off of that tonight. is It's kind of like the WrestleMania kickoff show in a way they're having the andre the giant men's battle royal tonight okay they're having ricochet defend the ic title against both members of los Leferios, and i think they might have the women's battle royal tonight too so it's kind of a it's kind of a pre-wrestlemania show and okay. taking place in doubt and then the hall of fame ceremony is right after that okay on the peacock network and i'm i'm gambling that's going to be probably about a two-hour show as well but not too, yeah. I don't think too long because it's going to be held at the same place in SmackDown. I mean, right after SmackDown, the same oh, people really? that are watching SmackDown are going to be watching the whole thing. Oh, okay. So okay. I can't see it going over – people aren't going to be there all night. I can't see it going over a couple hours. Yeah, probably not. That's, but, uh, that's a lot of time. Yeah, it is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so re- really WrestleMania weekend starts off tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. I- I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Stand and deliver. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. As far as – the tag team championship match goes. I see that, yeah, just being a, I mean, Eo and Kaylee Ray, 
did not cash in there. Oh, the Dusty Rhodes? Well, when they won the Dusty Cup, they didn't cash in to go after the tag team titles. They instead made the NXT Championship match a uh, a fatal four-way. Uh-huh. And uh, so that left, you know, Gigi and JC with nothing to do. I think they just put Raquel and Dakota together as a one-time thing. I think maybe Raquel Sendoff. I think she's going to be showing up on Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. After uh, – after WrestleMania weekend is is what I'm assuming, but uh, yeah, I think uh, Toxic Attraction will continue to uh, to to dominate. Mm-hmm. So I'm, 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 I'm on Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane to win that one. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so, and then that, that would be followed up by the Fatal Five Way. Carmelo Hayes has decided to put up his title against four other contenders um, for the North American Championship. Uh, like I said, Carmelo Hayes versus Santo, Santos Escobar versus Sola Sokoa versus Grayson Waller versus Cameron Grimes. Um, you know, with ladder matches, it can go any way. It doesn't really hurt anybody to lose, per se. Um, I would see Solo being the one. If there's going to be a title change, I think it'll be him. And I think Carmelo ends up going to the main roster as well. Um, I don't know what you what your thoughts are on it, Jesse. Who did you say you, you was thinking to win? I think Sola. See, I don't see that. I, I think this whole story has been built, especially with watching the last two weeks of NXT, for this to be a Cameron Grimes win. He's okay. been in NXT for the longest. He's not really won a title. Uh-huh. Uh, he's telling the story about how he's doing this for his, for his father who died and how he really needs this. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I really see him coming out winning the North American title tonight. If, if he doesn't, it'll be another, you know, continuing for Carmelo, but out, out of all three, I see Solo maybe going to join the bloodline. I don't see Grayson Waller taking it. Yeah. Um, so I see this being – honestly, yeah. I, I'm going with the Cameron Grimes win just because of the story that they've been yeah. telling. Um, I, that's who I'm going with. Yeah, usually they don't do a sentimental story like that without without a plan to, to pay it off at some point. So I think I think you're probably right on that. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, I, I'm not as – familiar with the current nxt product i know the main things that are going on i hadn't really followed this storyline that much to be quite honest with you um and so you know like you said people love cameron grimes um and he's a sentimental favorite and you know like you said i think if it doesn't happen on this show it'll happen you know in the next few weeks um because like they kept him away from that that match quite a bit he lost both of his qualifying matches and got a last chance to get in correct Yes. Yeah. Um, so that'll be. And plus, um, he's not really one, like I said. He, he's been there since 2019. He's never won a title. We can't really count the million dollar title. No. So, but yeah, Cameron Grimes is my pick for that match. Okay. Um, so that'll be followed up by Tommaso Ciampa versus Tony D'Angelo. Um, you can go ahead, Jesse. I, I'll see what your thoughts are on it. Well, <clears throat> I think this is Tommaso's send off from NXT. Mm-hmm. I think they've been they've been kind of building this up to where this could be his final one. So I think he's going to do the job and put Tony D over, mm-hmm. and then move to Raw or SmackDown. I don't have much confidence though in the way he's going to be used on Raw or SmackDown. He's he's older. Mm-hmm. He's been in NXT the longest. He always said that he would he would rather quit than go to Raw or SmackDown. I don't yeah. know how he's really given the choice. I just I, I hope he's treated well on on, on Raw or SmackDown, but I don't I don't have much confidence in that at all. 
No, I I think this is them closing the door on on the last of you know some of the last of Triple H's people. Um, you know, and I think, like you said, this is Tommaso's. You're either going to Raw or SmackDown, but you're not going to be on NXT anymore because you know we need to put over these younger people. Um, and so, yeah, I agree. I agree 100. Tony D takes the win. Um, and it's probably Ciampa's last match in NXT. Um, based on the card in front of me, uh, the next match will be the Fatal 4-Way for the Women's Championship. Mandy Rose defending against Cora Jade, Io Shirai, and Kaylee Ray. Again, I think this is just, um, I think track, Toxic track and Traction is going to go two for two. I don't mm-hmm. see Mandy Rose losing the title yet at this point. I think it'll be a great match, especially when you got Io and Kaylee Ray in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Core J is starting to come up to show what she can do, but I honestly see this being Mandy by hook or by crook pulling this out and continuing to uh, dominate the division with uh, Gigi and JC. Yeah, I, I actually agree 100% on that. And I, I think to go one step maybe even further, I think Mandy pins either EO or Kaylee Ray, like you said, by hook or by crook. And then, you know, it builds to that eventual final one on one match between Cora Jade and Mandy Rose, in which Cora takes that title. Um, I think that's what they're building to. I feel like that's what they're building to, but um, I mean, I could be a hundred percent wrong. No, I, I agree with that assessment a hundred percent. Cause I think, yeah. I think EO's going to be headed to Raw or SmackDown soon. And I think mm-hmm. Kaylee, Kaylee's going to get a big push, but I don't think it's going to be right now. I think they're going to yeah. try to see what, you know, maybe at some point Cora does win the title and then Kaylee Ray turns heel. And then those two battle for the title. I could see it heading in that direction, but I don't see EO staying in NXT much longer. She's, She's done. She's done everything she can do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She's, like her, she's kind of hit the ceiling, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, there's and there's so much more that EO can be doing on the main roster, um, and I think I think it's time for her to shine on the main roster. She'll be one to take people's breath away. Um, so that would be followed up by a triple threat for the NXT Tag Team, the Men's Championships. Uh, Imperium, Fabian Aikner, and Marcel Bartel will be defending their titles against the Creed Brothers. Brutus and Julius with Malcolm Bivens versus MSK, Nash Carter, and Wes Lee. I'll go ahead and let you get started on that one, and um, I'll pipe in with my thoughts after. Actually, I, I see Imperium pulling it out and continuing to uh, run their dominance over NXT. You know, they're starting to push Walter more, mm-hmm. or Gunther, I guess is what he's called now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I see Imperium coming out with the win on this. The Creed Brothers have been getting – Vague messages from another tag team over the last few weeks, so I think they play a factor in them not winning. Mm-hmm. And then MSK, I just they're not completely over with the fans. I mean, if you if you watch NXT, they're getting booed when they come out. Yeah, the fans just are not behind them like they were initially. So I honestly think Imperium is going to uh, cont- continue to come out. Yeah, I- by pinning MSK. Yeah, I think uh, of the three, I think if there's going to be someone to take the titles, it'd be the Creed Brothers. Um, you know, they've kind of gotten over organically, and people seem to be enjoying what they're doing. Um, you know, and and you know they won the Dusty Cup. It was kind of a big upset where they beat MSK. And 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 to your point about MSK, man, like you know they came out of the gate hot. They were they did cool moves. They were you know, uh, over with the fans, they were, you know, cool guys, but now it's like, no matter what they do, like, they're just not getting over. And, and it's like, they never really established these guys' characters. They just, you know, threw them on TV and they're these guys that do cool flippy shit. 
and there's no there's no substance there's no you know added added depth to their character and i think all, all sizzle no steak basically yeah exactly and it's like it's i think that's turned off the fans i mean especially from what we've you know gotten used to with the you know when it was black and gold brand uh, you know people want those those storylines they want to have characters they can get invested in and if someone just comes out and does the acrobatic routine you know it's it's not it's not easy to get connected to that person um you know that was my problem always that i had with rob van dam like i'm like he's a fantastic character and like he was a great heel in ecw but the way he was presented on wwe was just here's this guy that does flips like there wasn't there was never any depth to his character um so anyway i'm i'm going off topic but no 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 you're fine um next match is a la night against gunther uh, I don't see LA Knight sticking around in NXT much longer. He's he's way over with the fans, and I see his his catchphrase where he's stomping people and going, "Yeah, yeah, I can see that getting over like Steve Austin's what." Yeah, <laughs> I mean he's he's a very charismatic guy. He knows how to talk on the microphone. He knows how to wrestle. I could see them bringing him to Raw or SmackDown. So I think Gunther will continue his dominance, and it'll be a win for him. And it'll be LA Knight's swan song, I think, in NXT or or at least shortly thereafter. Yeah, I think it'll be good. It'll be a good showing for uh, LA Knight. I don't think they're going to do anything to make him look foolish, but and, and really going through Gunther is like trial by fire, uh, you know, because he's going to be a guy that's going to slap the shit out of your chest. He's going to slap the shit out of the back of your neck. He's going to try to choke you out. He's going to power bomb the shit out of you. Like he's just, he's like a freight train. He just doesn't stop. And, uh, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how they, you know, make LA Knight a believable, you know, opponent for him. I mean, they've made him look tougher by having that uh, false count anywhere match, or was it last man standing? I think it was last, last man standing. Yeah. Um, and so I think this is going to be, like you said, it's going to be making LA Knight into a, a main roster star. Um, so it, it's a good opportunity for him, and it's a good opportunity for Gunther to get a win over somebody that's been established in NXT for a while now. Um to set him up for, for future success. Um, <clears throat> sorry, dogs had to go outside. So going up and down the stairs, I'm a little out of breath. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and then the final match of the night will be Dolph Ziggler, the NXT champion defending against Braun Breaker. Uh, I, I don't see this going any other way than Braun Breaker taking that title back. Yeah, that's what, that's the story they've been setting up for the past, ever since roadblock, you know, I mean, Ziggler is that main roster star. That could have a good match with anybody, man. He's like AJ. He's like Edge. Yeah. He can just have a good match with anyone and make anybody look good. Yeah. And I think this was just a way to, uh, you know, put put Braun on that main scale because go. This is the first time that NXT has traveled outside of the Performance Center pandemic. Yeah. So they're going to Dallas. They're having this, you know, huge expecting this huge crowd. They want to put over Breaker huge over against a well-established star like Ziggler. Plus, it gives Ziggler a main event spot that he rightly deserves. Yeah. So I mean, all the pieces just came together for this, and yeah, I, I see Braun coming out with, with a win um, to really establish him as the new face of NXT. But I don't see him staying in NXT for you know through the next year. I think they're going to put him to the main roster sooner rather than later. Yeah, I, I would be surprised <laughs> if he's still in NXT around SummerSlam time, um, or maybe a little bit after that. But yeah, I think building into the next WrestleMania season, he'll have a high-profile match at WrestleMania. 
Um, and then obviously his, his uncle and his dad are going into the Hall of Fame tonight. Uh, it's going to be pretty exciting for guys like us that are big Steiners guys. Oh, yeah. I was surprised by that when I heard that, but yeah, I- I'm happy for it. It sounds like they've yeah. kind of mended fences. WWE knows they have a star in Braun Breaker. Yeah. And in order to, you know, I think they want to kind of mend fences and appease things with, oh, especially with Scott more than more than Rick. Yeah. But, well, and I think. Go ahead. Oh, go, uh, sorry. I, uh, I was just to say, I think, you know, Scott had a heart attack not too long ago. And I and, you know. I, I don't know this for a fact, but to speculate, you know, uh, those things change people's perspective. They change people's outlook on life. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe Scott realized that, you know, his time here is limited and, and he needs to make good with people that he's, you know, talked shit about and screwed over. And, uh, you know, and same thing for WWE. I mean, I think Vince learned a really valuable lesson when, when Macho Man passed away. Like he didn't get that opportunity to make it right. And, um, you know, he's done, he's, he's gone above and beyond to try to make it right with a lot of people. Uh, you look at Bruno San Martino, uh, Warrior, like all these guys that, you know, Vince has, gr- you know, grinded an axe against for years and years and years. And, you know, with the help of Triple H, of course, you know, they brought those people in and they gave them their moment to talk about whatever at the Hall of Fame. So, um, you know, you know, as much as, as sad as it is that we'll never get that Hall of Fame speech from Macho Man, um, I think his his untimely passing really has changed Vince's perspective on, you know, past talents and, and giving them their, you know, their their roses or however you want to however you want to phrase it. Um, so, yeah, it was yeah. a big surprise when you brought like like Medusa in and she actually brought in the trash can that has yeah. the old WWE women's title in it. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's, yeah, it's like like you said. I think it puts things in perspective, and yeah, I think Braun will be the one that Braun will be the one to induct them. But I'm happy for them going in. I don't think it's going to be a big class because I think they want most of the time to go to to the headline of the Undertaker. Yeah, I think I think it's Undertaker is going to be the big headline this year. I think Triple H will go in next year. Um, and I, like you said, I think it's going to be it'll be a big deal. Um, uh, Mr. McMahon's going to be the one to induct him. Um, it's it's going to be exciting. Uh, tonight. Um, so later on, on Saturday, we're going to have, um, and based on Wikipedia, <laughs> it's, and obviously the card is subject to change. They're going to move things around based on, you know, what they think is going to be, you know, best in certain situations. We know for a fact that Steve Austin and Kevin Owens will close out night one. Um, we don't, we don't really know the circumstances of that yet. Uh, we just know what's been teased as a, is a fight or a segment or a match or, you know, whatever it is. Um, that's going to actually headline the show too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They come out and said that that's going to be the thing. Yeah. <clears throat> to close out night one. I see this, I see it being a brawl. I yeah. see it going a good, maybe five, maybe 10 minute brawl. Yeah. Of these guys just going out there. I know this is a dream for Kevin Owens to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. It might've been one of the things that, that prompted him to stay and sign with WWE. The fact that he gets to yeah, quote unquote face stone cold at WrestleMania in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. I think in like, like you said, I couldn't pick a better person to clash stylistically uh, or not even clash. I mean, just match stylish stylistically than Kevin Owens and Steve Austin. Um, two guys that are very similar as far as their brawling ability. Um, obviously Austin is, is more restricted in what he can do, but um 
you know, Kevin Owens is extremely agile and like like you said, he'll he'll take bumps and he'll he'll make awesome like a million bucks. I'm excited for that. Like I said, it'll be the main event, but uh we'll we'll go back and start from the beginning of the card. Um the first match of the night is is scheduled at this time to be Becky Lynch defending her title against Bianca Belair. Um I I don't see um Becky losing, but it's you know, based on WWE logic, Bianca got the last laugh before before Mania, so I could see Becky somehow retaining here. Well, I want to say I think the feud has been has gotten better over the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the haircutting segment on Monday night, it really, I mean, Becky Lynch is just great at selling. Yeah, and the way she sold that and and everything, I, I just th- think has been has been phenomenal. Yeah. As far as I think Becky's hold on to that title long enough, I think this is Bianca's redemption. I mm-hmm. think this is her time to get that title back from losing it. When it was a SmackDown title, but it was still a women's title. But yeah, in 26 seconds. I think this is her way to avenge that. Mm-hmm. I actually see her walking out with the title and be moving on to maybe Rhea Ripley or I mean Becky's always going to be in the main event picture. But yeah, I see Becky's long reign coming to an end. That that's my prediction is Bianca Belair getting her redemption and getting the Raw Women's Championship, which is a title she's not held yet. Okay, I mean yeah, like like I said, I could see this one going either way. Um, I just. I, I'm really hesitant to go against WWE logic. Like, you know, right. if someone gets the upper hand going in the pay-per-view, they usually lose. Um, so that that's followed up by Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan Paul. Uh, I don't really care about this match. They basically gave it away on Monday. Um, I think Rey and Dominic win just because, you know, it's, it's appreciate Rey time because he's the cover athlete of WWE 2K22. Yeah. Um, I don't really have anything else to say about it. I don't know what else you. <laughs> yeah, this is a like you said a match. This is one of those matches nobody asked for. Mm-hmm. Um, they basically done this in, in any other iteration with Ray and Dominic and and Miz, except adding Logan Paul. I think I think Logan Paul is going to get going go in there and get his ass kicked. I think he's going to at least uh, I think he'll be the one probably to do the job, but. Yeah, I mean, Ray and Dominic come out on top. Really nothing more to say here on that one. <laughs> nope. Speaking of matches no one asked for, Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin oh, with Mad Cat Moss is in a singles match. They gave this match away last week um, on SmackDown, and I don't see a point for this to be for what, you know, what Drew does at WrestleMania, but he should win here and just move the hell away from this feud and onto something else. Well, no matter what they do, and this is with Corbin. Well, no matter what they do with him, they can't. He can't get over with the fans. He's just not. He's not that interesting enough. He's not that charismatic enough. Even going through the whole "I'm broke" storyline, yeah, it wasn't believable. Nobody no. believed it because he didn't sell it well. He did not sell it the right way. No. I think they're going to do to a split. I think Madcap's actually going to help cost him the match because they've been teasing some dissension between him and Moss, mm-hmm. and can move uh, him and Corbin and Moss away from each other. But yeah, I just see this being. I don't see this match going over 10 minutes. I see Drew cleanly pinning him at the Claymore and then hopefully moving on, uh, possibly moving to SmackDown to feud with Roman Reigns from there. Yeah, I I hope so. Um, So that'll be followed up by the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs (laughs) for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I don't. I think the Usos retain. Uh, the bloodline continues. Um, and it kind of might spoil my prediction for the main event of the weekend, but 
Um, I think the bloodline continues to dominate. Yeah, I see uh, this just being a match. I mean, Shinsuke and Boogs aren't really throwing together. They have been teaming for a while, but yeah, I just see this as just another team that the Usos haven't gone through yet. I think it'll be a great match. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be. I think it'll surpass expectations, but I don't see the Usos the Usos losing uh, the title, and that the blood the bloodline will continue to dominate SmackDown. So yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing yeah. with you. Going with the Usos win on that one. Well, that'll be followed up by another tag team match: uh, the New Day, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland with Butch. Um, I think Sheamus and Ridge. I think Ridge is the one they're really trying to push out of everybody in this match, and uh, I, I think they win uh, by nefarious means against the New Day. Um, you know, I don't really have any other thoughts about it than that. Well, it was originally going to be a six-man tag. It was going to be the New Day, Kofi, Xavier. And Big E against Seamus Holland and Butch, but after Big E's Uh-oh. unfortunate accident, they had to just. Yeah. I thought they'd maybe put somebody like Rick- Ricochet in the New Day, give him something to do at Mania, to, to continue that six-man tag match. But yeah. obviously, they couldn't find a spot for Ricochet on the main card. So yeah, that kind of sucks. We're getting that. I think it'll be a good match. Kofi and Xavier are very good. They work well together. Xavier is really man. I mean, I've been really impressed with him the last couple of years, upping his game. Yeah. And really just – I could see him being a champion someday. He's just athletically so good. Uh, but yeah. I, I, I see this being a Sheamus and Ridge Holland pulling out the win because, like you said, that they want to push Holland. I think he was very – he they said he was one of the first people to visit Big E in the hospital after what happened. So that just shows the caliber of the kind of man he is. Yeah. That he, knows he's, he knows he's screwed up and he went and wants to make up make amends for it. Yeah, and he's he's a guy that suffered his own catastrophic injury Um not not too long after his debut in NXT, um, so he's he's been there. He's dealt with that, and um, you know that's that's class character right there. Um, so that'll be followed by Seth freaking Rollins versus TBA. And that's not an initial for anybody. We <laughs> uh, as we saw on Raw, uh, Seth pestered Mister McMahon into giving him an opponent at WrestleMania and giving him a match at WrestleMania, and Mister McMahon said he will announce Seth Rollins' opponent on the night of WrestleMania. So I think, you know, you and I are both going to say, you know, it's probably going to be Cody. If it's not Cody. Huh? Yeah. If it, okay. Go ahead. Finish that statement. If it's not Cody, I'm going to say it's going to be Gable Stevenson. Um, he was advertised as having his first match at WrestleMania. Uh, we haven't seen or heard about it yet. He, he, Mr. McMahon brings him out to lay waste to Seth Rollins, but I think I'm I'm more leaning towards him and Cody tearing down the house. See, I'm against bringing Gable Stevenson in. He's still he's a he's a he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. I mean, going from Olympic wrestling to the world of sports entertainment is entirely different. Yeah, I don't think that's that they put him in a marquee match right away at Mania, especially against Seth Rollins. Right, I don't think it's going to do any one of them any good, honestly. No, probably not. But like, like I said, I could I could see them using that as the opportunity to make him a big deal or try to make him a big deal. But it it could definitely backfire. Well, um, and not only that, but they said Shane McMahon's in town for the weekend. People are speculating, oh, oh it's going to be Shane because that was the original plan was Shane against Seth. Oh but my God. they're saying that maybe he's just in town for the ceremony. You know, I mean, people are speculating all this that maybe he could possibly come out and then Cody Rhodes comes out as the real opponent. If it's anybody else but Cody, I think it's going to be disappointing. That's what everybody is expecting. I mean, yeah. and, and the great thing about it is with WWE, they're not really throwing it out there that that's who it's going to be. It's still sort of a surprise, which is great. Yeah. But you still need to 
follow up on that payoff. If it's Goldberg, if it's Shane, if it's even Gable, I think people are going to be disappointed. They're expecting yeah. this is the first big jump from AEW since they got established to WWE. I mean, one yeah. of the forefathers of AEW is coming back to WWE. That is a big deal. Yeah, no, and I, I agree. I think I think that's the that's the play you make. And, um, you know, I, I'm excited, you know, and, and I think it's cool that, you know, not unlike, you know, AEW sold out the United Center by, by not even saying that Punk was going to be there when he came back. Um, I think it's very similar to that. Like, you got people excited, you got people speculating about a match that, that has not been confirmed, that we don't know for sure is even going to happen. And that's exactly like, like anything he does after this is going to be hyped to hell. Um, but to have this mystery, to have this intrigue going into it, and like maybe it's Cody, maybe it's not. Um, I, I think it's it's exciting. It's not something that WWE does very well. Uh, you know, a lot of times it's you know they bang you over the head with stuff, um, and th- this is you know they're playing it close to the vest, and I, I love it. And like you said. It can it can totally backfire, you know. If it's great, Kali walks out. I, I mean, I think people are going to be a little upset. Um, <laughs> but but <laughs> I mean, they'll damn near be a rock if I yeah. have to assume anything. But um, but so but I so we think it'll be Seth and Cody. I think I think whoever, I think whoever debuts in this spot is is going to be the winner. Um, you know, well, they, no they could have brought Cody out weeks ago. Yeah, but they're holding off and holding off. I think because they want people to watch Mania. They want yeah. people to watch Mania to see who it's going to be. This is the way to get people intrigued and to watch Mania. Yeah. Even just for that. But then you got Dave Meltzer stirring up his shit pot saying, uh, him saying he could back out and, and it just yeah. be a crap that he throws out there. But yeah, like, I, I fully expect it to be Cody. Yeah. And I think, I think to, to save Cody and to save that pop for WrestleMania, is uh is gonna be a huge um and it's gonna be huge for his career um you know and a great you know homecoming for a guy that left under you know less suspicious circumstances um so i think it's it's the right move it's you know if you're paying this guy three million dollars you know you need to get your money's worth out of him and there's no better way to do it than to make him seem like a big deal right out of the gate um and, yeah and you know, I, see, I see him winning the match too if it is him yeah, I see, him, I, see him, I see Rollins putting him over in, but I think it'll be a barn burner. Just yeah. a great match. Absolutely. Um, and then uh, as far as match wise, uh, they'll close out night one before the uh, Owens and, and uh, Austin segment with Charlotte Flair defending her women's title against Ronda Rousey. Um, I've already said I'm not really that intrigued or interested by this match. Uh, you know, I think I think they're both really good athletes, but I think Ronda wins. And I don't really have any other thoughts about it. Yeah, I think, um, you know, Fox specifically wanted her on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. She came back. So WWE, you know, they're getting paid a lot by, by Fox. Yep. So they're going to cater to that. And they brought her there yep. to do this one-on-one with Charlotte. Yeah, I think this is Ronda's win to take away. She's going to be around for a while, at least uh-huh. next year. Yep. And they're already talking about possibly next year having her go against Becky Lynch and then Bianca Belair against Charlotte Flair. That'd be interesting. I mean, I, I think there's more interesting things to do with both of these women, to be honest with you. Um, but, but that'll, well, we out. never did get that one-on-one between Becky and Rhonda. No, so I'm, no. I'm, I'm really interested in that because they, yeah. that's what they were originally banking on. And then they went with this because Fox wanted 
Ronda on SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think that's the right maybe maybe make people wait for that Ronda Becky encounter that'll finally happen. Um, you know, the longer they have to wait for it, the more it's gonna pay off. Um, so uh, like we said, Owens and Austin will wrap up night one. Jesse, let's take a quick break and then we'll go over night two and then we'll call it a day. All right. Sounds good. All right, buddy. All right, we're back from our quick break. Uh, Jesse, we're on to night two of WrestleMania, which will occur Sunday, April 3rd. Uh, the night will start off in proper with a fatal four-way tag team match for the Women's Tag Team Championships with Queen Zelina and Carmella defending against Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan versus Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Um, I'll... I know they're teasing a dissension between Carmella and Zelina, um, so I think we'll have new champions. I'm not real positive on who that would be, though. I, I don't think it's going to be Natalia or Shayna. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe out of the four possibilities there, I'm, my gut is going with Sasha Banks and Naomi. Yeah, I think I, I think it's it's theirs to win. I think they're you know Bailey's getting ready to come back, mm-hmm. Oscar's getting ready to come back. I think I think both of them will be on SmackDown, and I think it's going to be a I just think it's time to uh, – Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, I, I see them just being a makeshift team. I don't see them staying together longer term after this match. Yeah. So I'm betting on Banks and Naomi as of right now uh, coming out with those titles. Okay. And I, I can 100% agree with that. Like I said, I, my only my only thought is it's not going to be Carmelo and, and Zelina um, just because they've been teasing dissension between them. Um, and then obviously I'm sure they have things they want to do with Carmelo since she started her YouTube show with um, – What's his face? Corey, Corey Graves. Grace. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that, that'll be followed by Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn in an anything goes match. Um, I think this has the potential to be fun. Um, you know, Johnny's a guy that can take some punishment. Um, I, I don't see how you have Sami Zayn lose, though, um, you know, unless it's just a celebrity thing. Well, see, that that's what that's what I'm thinking. My, my gut on this is that Sami Zayn is going to win. I'm sorry, Johnny Knoxville is going to win, but it won't be a clean win. Yeah. I think that's why they've made it anything goes because they can have other people get involved, like his jackass buddies, yeah. things like that. So, I mean, if Johnny's going to win, is he's not going to do it by himself. Yeah. It's going to be like a, just a feel-good moment, uh, you know, or a celebrity win. It's not going to make Sammy look too bad because he didn't lose one-on-one. He lost due to all this outside interference or, or you know, that, I think that's why they made it an anything goes match because, yeah. because of that and because, you know, Johnny – can't wrestle traditional wrestling match right well and it, it so. plays oh go ahead sorry no go ahead i'd say it plays into that conspiracy thing with with sammy too yes um so i think i think that's i think that's probably the way they go actually now that you said that and, and just off topic but not really off topic i heard jackass forever is really really good um i have not watched it yet but uh of all of them yeah yeah i've heard it is really good and like it's the first one they made where they were all sober um, but they were still doing crazy stuff to themselves. So, uh, <laughs> like, I think one of the guys, they said he put on a cup and then let uh, uh, Francis Naganu from the UFC punch him in the wiener. I'm going to have to watch it one of these days when my kid goes to school. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to go see it in the theater, but I never made around to doing it. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, but I see that being the – Honestly, I could see them giving Knoxville a man. Just like with Bad Money last year, mm-hmm. when he had that tag team match with, with Priest, I think this is another, you know, where celebrity, because usually when they bring a celebrity in, 
unless it's somebody people really hate, yeah, they're going to put them over. Like Logan Paul, I don't see them putting Logan Paul over. Pe- people barely know who this guy is. Yeah, he's a, he's a celebrity, and that's putting it in a very broad spectrum of what a celebrity is. <laughs> yeah, air quotes, air quotes, celebrity. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, then we have the um. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, you got it. You got, got it. Down. you got it. You're good. Well, then we saw the return of uh, Bobby Lashley this this Monday on Raw, mm-hmm. going against Omos. So apparently his shoulder injury isn't as severe as they thought. Uh-huh. Uh, they're bringing him back for this. I see him feuding with Rollins after this because they can play on the whole elimination chamber. What happened there? Mm-hmm. But Bobby Lashley against Omos, I think this will be a good uh, big man. I'm hoping. This is Omos's first defeat, and I'm hoping that Bobby Lashley goes over. Yeah, I'm thinking they may go the other way and put Oma, Omos over Lashley, but I'm hoping that they don't. I'm hoping Bobby Lashley comes out with the win. Yeah, I honestly, Jesse, I look at this match, and I think it's the closest I'll ever get to David Otunga and, and the great Kali <laughs> at WrestleMania. <laughs> hey, you're selling Bobby Lashley short on that one. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I know. I, I love Lashley. Like, don't 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 take me wrong. I mean, it was just more humorous than anything. But right. But yeah, I think I think man, they think Omos is this monster, but Bobby's the guy that they can make money off of. And oh, yeah. um, you know, I think Bobby's the guy that you you put Omos in the in the hurt lock, and uh, you know, you have him tap out, and and then it's you know, he's just another big man. Uh, but Lashley's a guy that has personality. We've seen flashes of you know, brilliance from him and he's a great worker in the ring, but, but I just, I, I can't go against WWE logic. And I, I just think the bigger man always wins for the most part. So, um, you know, I'm hoping not, I'm hoping yeah. it's not a squash. I mean, Bobby Lashley, he, he put almost down this Monday. He's the first guy to ever do that. Yeah. So, you know, I think they'll, I don't think they'll make Lashley look weak in the match, but as you said, yeah. it could be, Almost comes out with the win. I- I'm hoping they go the other way. And me too. And Bobby Lashley just, I don't think I'll finish him off with the hurt lock, but I think it'll be, you know, a pinfall. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a spear. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I guess submission would really hurt him at this point. Um, so that would be followed up by uh, a match. I'm actually really looking forward to. Um, and I think it might be the, you know, the star of night two is Pat McAfee versus Austin theory. Um, you know, Great build up to this, uh, you know, Pat, you know, we thought it was going to be Pat and um, Mr. McMahon, and thankfully it's not, uh, you know, theory is Mr. McMahon's charge now. Um, I think, I think it's going to be a great match. I- I'm really excited for it. Pat, uh, if you haven't seen his NXT work, go back and watch it. I mean, he did a fantastic job. Um, he had one-on-one matches. He, he was in a war games match. Um, you know, uh, not a guy that I'm personally a real big fan of, but, um, you know, his his dedication and his athleticism have really shown through in his time in WWE, and I, I'm very, very excited to see him and Theory go at it. Yeah, I, I, I see, as far as the winner goes, I'm not really sure. I mean, yeah. I can see them giving Pat, you know, Vince McMahon gave him this match because he knows he's a big fan, mm-hmm. always wanted to be a part of Mania. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it'll hurt Theory to take the loss, especially if they have, if they have a good match, you know, like, like you said, Pat McAfee, he's a great athlete. He wasn't just a yeah. hunter for the for the Colts. He's actually a good athlete. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, I could see this going either way. I, I'm I'm leaning just a little bit towards McAfee, just because I think it'll it'll make Austin Theory's character a little bit more broader if he if he loses. I don't like I said, I don't think a loss is going to hurt him. Mr. McMahon is still going to be behind him. 
Mm-hmm. I think I'll probably go for the for the uh, United States Championship with Finn Balor shortly after this. Yeah, and I think I think the uh, you know the selfie thing, obviously, um, you know, he's kind of borrowed that from um, Tyler Breeze, but uh, you know that that's really gotten over his his weird relationship with Mr. McMahon has really gotten over. And I think this is just a good opportunity to get him on the Mania card to make him legitimate. But I think, like you said, I think this is Pat's you know, dream come true here. And he gets to wrestle on wrestle, WrestleMania and win. Excuse me. Um, yeah, speaking of Balor, I mean, I, I think it's a damn shame that they could not find room on the card for the IC title and the yeah. US title being held by two very good athletes to put them. I could have seen him having another match with Damian Priest where he comes out as the demon. I mean, you can't write a better story than that where Damian's like, you're going to bring out the Damian in me and Balor would be like, well, I'll bring out the demon. I mean, you know, that, that, that yeah. match right there could have sold itself. Yeah, no, and, and honestly, like, I, I would have loved to see, I mean, the latter matches they've had at WrestleMania for the IC title have been great, and and I don't know why, you know, in, in a two-night card, why you can't at least have one of the mid-card titles be defended in, like, and like I said, in a ladder match. It doesn't even have to be a long match. Yeah. But but just do something that's entertaining and different. I mean, and it's nothing against any of these people that are on this card. Like, I'm not going to down talk anybody that's on this card at all but like you said it's it's who's left off it's who gets the the snub and and like you said um you know that you know they they took the money in the bank concept away from wrestlemania that was a big you know that was a big crowd pleaser then they started doing ic title matches then they took that away and now i mean i mean these are all basically either one-on-one or tag team matches uh there's nothing you know really breaking the mold except for you know Sami Zayn and, and uh, Johnny Knoxville or anything goes. and uh, But other than that, it's all tag teams or singles matches. Um, so I think to have something different and to have those athletic people be able to be showcased would be, would be a boon to this, to this card. Um, you know, just looking at it from the outside at least. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, just to have even just one-on-one <laughs> Balor and Priest in a, in a ladder match. Cause it, you know, yeah. the Priest heel turn came from Balor winning the U S title from him and, yeah. I can see, you know, Finn Balor bringing out the Demon Prasada to to battle the Damian and yeah. Damian Priest. I mean, that that's just that was would have been a solid match to write. But I'm not on the booking committee, obviously. So <laughs> no, no, we didn't write enough soap operas to get that that SAG credit. Um, so uh, that that'll be followed by uh, the tag team championships being defended in a triple threat match with RK Bro, Randy Orton, and Riddle versus the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford versus Alpha Academy. Chad Gable and Otis. Um, you know, this was supposed to originally have been RK Bro feuding with each other. That was put on hold or canceled. And now it's a triple threat between these three really good teams. Um, I, I'm I'm actually very excited for this match. Um, I think the Street Profits, I think it's their time. They've been showing a lot of edge lately. Um, yeah, they've been doing a lot more heel things, I've noticed. Yeah. Like they're maybe prepping them up for a heel run, but. Yeah. All three teams by themselves are just they're all great athletes. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I see this just being – I don't know if they're going to plant the seeds of dissension between Riddle and Orton at this Mania. I think <laughs> this is something that will build to next year's Mania possibly because they can get a lot of mileage as as we've seen out of RK Bro. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's it's a fan favorite tag team. People like them. I mean, and, and Orton seems to be having a lot of fun, uh, you know, as a person doing this this character with Riddle. 
Um, and like you said, you know, uh, man, there's just so much talent in this match. Uh, you know, I we know how high I am on Chad Gable. Um, uh-huh. I'm extremely high on Montez Ford as well. I think Riddle's got a great future ahead of him. Um, even Otis, you know, he's he's shown flashes of of talent, and you know, and then Dawkins has his own his own version of, you know, he has his abilities as well. Like, I'm not going to try to sell anybody short. Like, there are six amazing athletes in this match, um, so I think it has the ability to be a show stealer as well. Um, so that'll be followed by one that I think everybody, uh, I, I would think any wrestling fan should be looking forward to, Edge versus AJ Styles. Yeah, this um, I think that this has that has the potential to be. Man, there's so many great matches on this card, but I think this one, these guys just take it to another level. Edge has been on fire since coming out of his retirement. He yeah. looks like he hasn't lost a step. It looks like he's more focused than he's ever been. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles, same way, man. He just looks like he's. I mean, you got two guys in their 40s that yeah. I think are going to go out there and put on one hell of a match, man. I see this going maybe 20 in that 20 minute range with them just pulling out all the stops. And I, and I honestly, I see AJ, I, I think they want to push him a little bit more after this. I see him actually pulling out the win and what I think will be a fantastic match. Yeah. I think, I think AJ's the winner here. Like, like you said, I think maybe we have a return. My dog is like hacking on a bone apparently. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I see AJ winning here. I see maybe a return match at, at, uh, at SummerSlam, um, you know, maybe with edge getting the win there. And then, you know, finally blowing it off in Saudi Arabia or wherever they end up wanting to blow it off at. But, um, yeah, just this, uh, like you said, Edge, I, I think he's in better shape now than he was when he retired um, as far as physically. Um, AJ doesn't look like he has any, you know, any. he's not showing any signs of his age. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a barn burner. It's going to be a great match. Uh, I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. Uh, and, it, you know, ever since it was announced. Um, they didn't really have to do all this story work for me to be excited about it, but but Edge is, is oh. definitely taking a turn to the extreme dark side. He's 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 experimenting with his character. He's not just doing the nostalgia run. Um, so I find that and very and, that, and that's credit to him. I mean, I, yeah. I'm glad that he's doing something like that because he yeah. just doesn't want to stay stagnant in the same role. He he wants to, yeah. I think he wants to do all the things he he couldn't do before, and, and WWE is giving him that chance to do that. Yeah, and it, I mean it's a big risk because. <laughs> You know, people. You know, people were into the nostalgia part of Edge, but, but I think to to take that and to take it to the next level and to be something that he wasn't before is, is just adding to his legacy. I mean, if you look at, you know, Shawn Michaels when he came back. I mean, obviously, it was a big difference as far as Shawn Michaels or Michael Hickenbottom the person, um, but he never really took his character to the extremes. Um, you know, he he turned heel quasi turn heel once or twice but that was it um edge is the first one that i've seen that's having this this comeback like this that is actually pushing the envelope and trying to do something different well i liken it to almost um <clears throat> early 2000 when the undertaker went to be the american badass yeah that was yeah. a huge risk going from the character everybody known him as to this yeah. not really brand new but almost more humanistic side of him yeah and it, it paid off but it was it was a huge risk and i think that's that's the, only, that's the one thing I could probably compare it to here. Yeah, I think I think that's the closest comparison because I, I, I'm thinking about especially people that have come back. Uh, I mean, like Punk. I love Punk. He's one of my all-time favorites. He's still doing the nostalgia thing. Um, and, you know, that's fine. 
you know, he's got a lot of time to, to push the envelope and to change his character. But Edge is really the first one to take this kind of a, uh, a leap and to do it right before WrestleMania, right before this marquee match with AJ Styles. He's putting a lot on the line there. And um, I, I couldn't be more happy for him or excited for this, for this to happen. Um, I'm hoping the only thing that doesn't happen is sometimes when these guys, when they, when they do these, these turns, they change their work. They, they change the way they work in the ring. Mm-hmm. And Edge has, has been very fast paced, very action oriented since he came back. I'm hoping that this doesn't transition to him wrestling a more slower paced, methodical stock that, <clears throat> that could really clash with AJ Styles. I hope they both put on yeah. a great, fantastic, you know, thrilling match. And that's what I, that's the only thing I'm kind of afraid of. Yeah, uh, I, I could see that. I could see him working more of a Norton type pace, um, but but I think I think they don't book this match if they don't want them to go 100 miles an hour, um, and hopefully that's what we get. Uh, but but like you said, I mean there is that potential there for them to to throw a curveball at us. But um, like I said, I think AJ wins this one, and I think they have they continue their feud. Uh, maybe just put some uh, place markers in place um, until they can come back against each other at SummerSlam. Um, and then finally, the final match of the night, Brock Lesnar, the WWE champion, versus Roman Reigns, the Universal champion, with uh, Paul Heyman in his corner, and a winner-take-all match to unify the WWE championship with the Universal championship. Um, I know we've talked about this before, and we talked about how many times we've seen this match, but I did want to bring to the table that this is the first time that we've really had a officially face Brock Lesnar versus an officially heel Roman Reigns. Yeah. Usually it was the, the crowd making it that way. Um, now they're actually playing the roles they're supposed to play. And um, I, I am excited for that, that tweak to this feud. Uh, but I will say, I mean, it's nothing that we haven't seen before. Um, but I, I think Reigns wins and continues to dominate. I don't see this being a long match. And honestly, I don't know if it'll close out the event. It could, but Brock hasn't really wrestled long matches. Most of yeah. his matches have been under 10 minutes. We know Roman can do the work. He can put it out there. I see him winning. I mm-hmm. see him honestly becoming the all-around um, undisputed champion and yeah. really throwing, really continuing that bloodline dominance yep. on SmackDown with his cousins and possibly bringing Solo Sokoa over from NXT mm-hmm. to maybe get in that blunt, maybe win the IC title and then all of them hold the titles on, on that brand. Yeah, no, I, I could definitely see that happening. I could also see the rock coming out after this match is over to challenge Roman to, for next year or, or, or somehow set up the next thing. Um, oh so yeah, we, that's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it before with, uh, or, uh, I'm trying to think of who else came back and challenged him like that. But we've seen it a couple of times now where someone came out at the end of a show and, and challenged him. And uh, I, I could definitely see that happening. Um, I don't know well, what Cena did it back at uh, Cena did it back at Money in the Bank. Yeah. When he yeah. challenged him for SummerSlam, Norman yeah. Reigns. So, yeah. yeah. I can see them setting that up for next year. That So, that could possibly close out the show if they plan something like that. Yeah. So, um, so all in all, I mean, I think I, I'm excited for this. I mean, you know, the the – the seasons are changing. It's starting to feel like spring around here, and there's nothing more spring than than WrestleMania, man. Um, oh yeah, they, they always put it on that feel good time of the year, where yeah. you know, like you said, it's it's the end of of cold and and, and more into the warm, and WrestleMania yeah. is that first step towards that. So, yep, absolutely, my brother. Well, um, I have to say too, with this undisputed match, 
I think this is a way to merge. I, I think they're getting rid of the universal title completely. And what, what I want to say well on that is I think they're merging these two titles mm-hmm. so that they can bring back maybe the world heavyweight title. Yeah. And, and I think they're done with the undisputed, with the universal title. I think it's going to be merged with the WWE title. That's what they're going for with this. And then mm-hmm. reintroduce, because they're still going to have, have to have two champions for both shows. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's where my headset is on that. I don't know what you're thinking is on that. Yeah, I I think the universal title has been pretty panned since it since it debuted. I mean, it's it's monochromatic. It's not really a pretty title to look at. Um, and I think I think it's time to just to move away from that. And you know, people have a love for the nostalgia and the the design and just the simplicity of the big gold belt. Um, so I would love to see that that title come back. And and obviously, it would look great with like Bobby Lashley or. Uh, one of those guys um, and, and, and the lineage and the importance of that title to wrestling in general uh, just means so much more than a, than a title that they just created um, yeah. because they needed to have two. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I could see that happening. Like I said, I mean, in my ultimate dream scenario, this is the unified champion that works on both shows, but it just isn't going to work that way, uh, especially with their house show circuit and things like that. They want to have a champion that can be on every show. Yeah. Um, so, but, but, you know, and I, I think that'll be, <clears throat> it may not be right away, but it'll definitely happen here within the, the next few months. So. All right. You have any other parting thoughts or anything else you want to add? No, I, I want to say I'm looking forward to the whole weekend. My wife knows it's that time of the year. Where it's going to be mm. wrestling in this household, <laughs> yeah, for the whole weekend. She knows that. She's prepared for that. She, yep. she looks at the. Re- she doesn't really watch the shows with me because she goes on Instagram, and I'm like, "Don't no. ruin it for me." I can tell by your facial expressions if you're going to ruin something for me or not. <laughs> she's promised she'd slide past those, but you know, you, it's funny. you never know. But I'm just looking forward to it. Like I said, my plan <laughs> is to watch SmackDown tonight, and then the Hall of Fame, and then watch Takeover tomorrow after work. Mm-hmm. Mania night one on Sunday and then Mania night two on Monday. So I'm yeah. going to be watching them after the fact. I'm not going to be watching them live, but it's still yeah. be. I'm still going to be watching wrestling every every night. Yeah, I think uh, my plan right now is I'm two weeks behind on Dynamite, so I'm probably going to watch them tonight, and then um, and then I'll I'll be WWE all weekend after I get off of work. I, I work overnight, so uh, I usually, like I was telling Jesse in our private conversation, I usually stay up till about nine in the morning when I get home. So I'll probably just throw on you know each night of WrestleMania when I get home and watch it until I fall asleep. So um, and then I'm, I'm gonna stay off Facebook and I'm staying away from all spoilers because yeah. I want to be I want to be genuinely surprised when yeah. I watch this event. I'm hoping some things that I'm thinking are going to happen do happen. Um, yeah. I'm hoping I don't get completely disappointed. You know, uh, WrestleMania 36 had to take place in the Performance Center. It was what it was with that. There was nothing nobody could do about it. Yeah. Uh, last year, I thought night one was better than night two as far as matches go. I agree. And um, But I think this year, man, has the potential just to be all around great. I, I hope they continue this two-night tradition of wrestling. If, if anything good for wrestling came out – for WWE came out of this pandemic – it's mm-hmm. the two-night WrestleMania. I think it's great. You get twice the ticket sales. You'll get twice twice the audience. You mm-hmm. can put on more matches. You can sl- slim them down so people aren't there six or seven hours. I think mm-hmm. it's a great idea that they continue to do going forward. Yeah, I agree, too. I mean, I've seen some people trying to downplay it or say it's stupid online. And it's like, not really. Um, you know, it's 
you're not asking for people to give seven hours of their day away anymore. No, uh, you know, it's, you know, a couple of three hour shows, but, but at the same time, like, I mean, this is nothing different than, you know, New Japan's been doing this for years uh, with their Wrestle Kingdom shows. And, and a lot of times in what WWE can push into, you know, maybe in the future is, you know, there's a challenge on night one for a title and then there's a defense the next night um, as well. Like that it's a, an entire storyline played out over the entire weekend. They did that uh, with the women's so, titles last year and it worked out pretty well. They had yeah. the 804 way on night one, whoever won that match faced the champions on night two. That was a, that was an interesting idea. I mean, that kept you really tuned in for the next night. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and there's a lot of things that they can do with that two night format that, you know, if you do all that in one show, it's just, it's just a lot, it's a lot to take in. And, um, you know, I think it's, it lends itself better to, you know, creating surprises, creating suspense, um, and creating excitement. And, well, I, uh, think it, I think we can attest. I mean, last time we watched Mania together was WrestleMania 35. It was the year b- before the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. It was a seven hour plus show, man. I mean, you were, by the time the main event come on, which was the women, we were tired. Yeah. We're like, man, we're, I'm ready for this to be over. I'm just, yeah. I, I'm burnt. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was like, oh man, it was probably like 1230 by the time you left my house. Yeah, it was. That's, yeah. that's when the event ended. Yeah, I mean, and um, you know, obviously, we're gonna we're planning, or I, I'm planning on trying to watch SummerSlam with you this year. Um, you know, obviously, Mania's not gonna work out at this point, but uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I, it, it, I didn't enjoy that Becky Charlotte Ronda match like I wanted to because I was so tired. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, I just I don't want to have that happen anymore. Like, I want to be able to give all these performers all my attention and all my all my energy that I can give to to you know enjoying what they're doing and to pay attention to what they're doing and over seven hours it's hard it's hard to maintain that you know that focus and that, that interest in it well uh, you gotta think man they didn't do those women any favors they're like oh yeah you're the main event of the show you're going on last but then yeah. if you're one of them women you're thinking to yourself well shit that's seven hours people have been here are they really going to be into our match that much or are they going to be ready to go the f home yeah exactly you know <laughs> like, like and if we don't tear it up we're gonna get we're gonna stink up the joint. Like, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of pressure to put on someone for, you know, for uh, over the course of a seven-hour day. Um, you know, they get there early. They're in their gear. They're you know walking around for seven hours, being nervous about what's going to happen. Like that's that's not a good recipe for success. So, um, you know, I, I I you know I think we're both. I mean, we are both in agreement that you know we're big proponents of the two-night WrestleMania. Um, we will continue yeah. to be that way until proven different. Um, and like you said, there's so much they could do with the format. This is just the tip of the iceberg yeah. uh, of what they could do on these two nights to really tie them to tie them together and keep people invested and interested. Yep, absolutely. All right, Jesse. Well, uh, we'll give I'll let you give uh, your wonderful uh, weekly advice, and uh, we will plan on being back here next week to go over both shows. Um, any news or noteworthy things that happen, and uh, we'll you know otherwise entertain you. All right, everybody. Uh, be smart. Be safe. Make uh, good decisions. Uh, enjoy this this weekend. You know, the WrestleMania weekend. It's one of the biggest wrestling weekends of the year. You've got the SmackDown tonight, the Hall of Fame ceremony. You've got AEW Rampage. Uh, you've got the Stand and Deliver, the Two Night Mania, and then the Raw After Mania. So it's a big wrestling heavy weekend. I hope everybody everybody enjoys it. And we, like, like uh, Johnny Podcast said, we will discuss results next week. Yep. And don't forget, beer is coming. <laughs> I wonder if he actually is this time. I wonder if he. I mean, if he comes out as the opponent of Seth Rollins, I'm. I'm gonna be like, no. 
that might be a little bit of a letdown. But yeah. people are hyped. I mean, people but online they, are hyped. Advertising for the fourth, which is which is Monday. So I, I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm holding pretty strong that he's not going to be that mystery opponent. Yeah, but uh, he he actually looks really interesting. I'm kind of excited to see. You know, I mean, they've hyped the hell out of his debut. So um, well, this could be another Funkasaurus thing too. They hyped uh, Brodus. They hyped Brodus Clay for the longest. He comes out to this to this oh, gimmick yeah. of the Funkasaurus. I'm like, what? Somebody call my mama. Yeah. <laughs> Uses old Ernest the Cat type music. If like, we hear that music on Raw, we're going to know exactly what they did with Veer Mahan. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Anyway, now that I got us off topic from the, from the closing of the show, um, we'll, we'll talk to you guys next week. And uh, obviously, be on the lookout for Veer. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. <laughs>